Good morning, everybody, and welcome to Living Astrology with Janet Hickox. It's time to grab your cup of coffee. I have my grateful cup this morning. Sit back and let's chat about what is happening up in the stars above. What a crazy weekend, right? I mean, I have siblings in the path of Hillary. One already had it pass and they are doing fine, but it's taking aim at Las Vegas now where I have another sister that lives. So we are praying for some calm there without a lot of uh, flooding. And we also have one of our listeners, Michelle, whose birthday it was yesterday, who just flew into Vegas uh, for a weekend or for a few days of relaxation in Vegas. And I'm also sad to report that one of our favorite listeners, Tom, lost his mother over the weekend. Tom, our hearts go out to you and to your family and hope that your mother is looking down on all of us going, phew, I'm so glad I'm not there right now. <laughs> anyway, we love you, Tom, and hope the best for you and your family. Now, we have quite the week on tap for us this week. <sighs> what can I say, right? Just transits, changes, stuff that happens in our usual uh, <laughs> week. But seemingly, you know, things are happening in a way that brings on the most unexpectedness. Now, remember last week we had Mars in a trine to Uranus. So we have excitement. We have unexpectedness. We have those kinds of words, you know, that, um, that we can bandy around because that's what happens, right? We things happen that we don't expect. And uh, that is, then there's things that we do expect that we get ready for, and then something completely different happens. It's just kind of a crazy life that we are leading right now. On Sunday morning, my daughter uh, was looking at putting her Great Dane down, and she's only seven years old, but supposedly something is going on inside of her nasal passages. And... Uh, when she called the vet, the vet said, no, 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 let's wait and see the results of the um, biopsy that they just did on a something that's inside of her uh, nasal passage. And I mean, it felt to us like we were, you know, in this ragdoll moment where, you know, on one hand, you know, I'm crying, she's crying, we're saying, you know, I'm saying I'm not coming back to Earth. I am not coming back to this planet because I do not want to keep experiencing all these losses and all of these crazy things that are going on. And five minutes later, she's back on the family chat telling us, no, no, the, the vet doesn't want her to be put down till we get those results in. Now, I'm hoping that when those results come in, it wasn't cancer. Uh, because I would hate to feel the ragdoll of going back the other way, as then she has to contemplate whether she needs to let Baker go or not. And I mean, seriously, guys, what is it, right? I I keep looking for the astrology, and I'm I'm not sure. I mean, taken in total, the astrology is kind of crazy, and it does show that there are these major changes that are afoot, and it feels like we're getting kind of hit in places where we have maybe some uh, old uh, baggage uh, energy that's still hanging around that we have not yet cleared. And I think all of us can kind of feel like, you know, we will get through this. We will get through this definitely, but at what cost and when? In listening to the book, The Fourth Turning, which um, is fascinating. It's a non-astrological look at great cycles of time. <laughs> and this is like from a scientist, sociologist person, and not someone like me who is seeing, you know, big cycles of time through the planetary passages. And they agree, right, that this is the turning, uh, the fourth turning, they call this time that we're in. And it's a phase where we're closing down from an old paradigm, right, and entering into, but not yet entered into, what will be the new one. And we all know that anytime that there's change, anytime that we are, we are experiencing a transformation, if you will, that there's this, you know, kind of, I call it scritchy, but right now it's like more like annoying um, 
you know, kind of sandpaper feeling as we kind of kick and scream our way through the, the things that are um, needing to change before we get to the new. But we will get to the new. We will get there. We will get there. And I'm guessing that us as souls collectively on this planet at this time came here because we hold some wisdom. We hold some kind of greater knowing about this, even if we don't say, like, I know with my mind, but there's something within us, um, a soul wisdom, let's call it, um, that is perfectly capable, perfectly okay with going through all the craziness that is this planet right now. And it's such an interesting juxtaposition, isn't it? You know, at the south end of the U.S., they are flooding uh, from a storm, a, a storm that hasn't, a type of storm that hasn't hit SoCal in, uh, I don't know, 80 some years, since 1939, I'm guessing, uh, was the last time. And then here in the Pacific Northwest and in northern parts of Canada, it's on fire. I mean, if you could see, I don't know if you can see, but let's see if I can show you my light. You can't really, but you can kind of see that reddish, orange, hazy. That's what my world has looked like for the last several days as the sun is hidden by a lot of wildfire smoke. So when the sun is out there, I can actually see it red. It's a red, orange sun. It is crazy looking and it makes everything feel I, I told my husband yesterday, we went grocery shopping for the first time in God knows how many weeks. Um, you know, we actually had some time to do some things like that. Uh, I told him, I said, it's like living on Mars, right? When you see pictures of the rovers that are on Mars and how the, the sky uh, doesn't look blue at all. It looks kind of orangey, yellowy, grayish color. That's what it's been looking like here. It's like living on Mars. Hopefully today that clears up and we can breathe clearer again because it smells, you know, you smell the wildfire smoke. And the only thing that I can say is thank goodness that this area is not on fire, right? Fire, water, crazy winds. It's like all of the elements are in a turbulent sort of state. And then an earthquake yesterday in Ojai in California where my family was born. Um, in the same area that I was born in myself. I don't, I've never, I don't remember living there, but certainly a 5.1, not a giant earthquake by standards, but the earth, not to be outdone, gets involved as well. So we have all the elements. They're all in sort of this chaos. Now we have three looking like tropical storms or systems headed toward the Gulf of Mexico and maybe even the east coast of the United States. I mean, when does it end, really, right? Um, and here this morning, I woke up. It is freezing cold. It is, four, well, it's 51 now. It's 49 when I got up. And I'm like, oh, fall descended quite quickly. But it's an amazing thing to see when there isn't the sun shining in his full brightness, what happens to the planet. Mm, interesting, right? So I'm wondering, are some of these things happening as a way to sort of balance us out, to shake us loose from our old paradigm, right, to get us out of the um, same old, same old and into a new way of behavior, a new way of seeing things. So there we have that. Now, today I wanted to start out with, the, we have so much to talk about, so I'm going to try to take it slow. Whatever I don't get to today, we will get to on Friday. And so most of the things that I'm going to be talking about today are the first half of the week. And today we start out with the moon in Libra, an interesting sign, an interesting sign of balance and harmony. And we have everything but that. But let me tell you this, a storm, the, the reason there is storms is because there is some imbalance in the atmosphere. So storms purposes, there is a purpose behind them, is to restore balance, to restore harmony. Interesting with the moon in Libra right now. And harmony equals sort of this equanimity or, you know, a balancing of the scales. Now, they never come into a perfect static balance. Those scales never do, right? They're always wobbling somewhat between. And sometimes they're woo, way high, woo, way low. It's just the nature of the scales, right? The nature of what's happening. When they are way out of balance, as things have been on this planet, then these storms come along. And and you they could be metaphorical storms, like, you know, in your own life, um, a crisis type thing, right? And they can also become um, the storms that restore 
balance and harmony. And one of the things that I keep forgetting to tell all you is that Chiron, the wounded healer, is sitting at the gate 51 in our human design and is there through the rest of the year. That's called the gate of shock. It's actually a gate of awakening where there are things that happen that are designed to awaken us to a higher calling, right? The gate on the opposite side of the 51 is the 25, which is the gate of the connection we have to spirit, our embodiment of the divine. So we're waking up, being waken up by Chiron in this case to become more inspirited. So there's our reason, right? There's our reason behind a lot of the chaos. And we don't necessarily say, oh, it's Mars, you know, trying Uranus or it is, you know, whatever, whatever, because today we're going to talk about a lot of things to do with different transits that had to be something bigger. And the bigger is Chiron sitting at 51 and through the rest of the year. I don't have the 2024 book yet. I should get on the website and order that because Chiron will be sitting there for the rest of the year, but how far into the new year can we expect Chiron to be sitting at that particular gate? Maybe a long time because he's retrograde at the moment, I believe. Uh, yes, he is at 1936 of Aries and uh, will not be turning direct for a while. So we'll have this extended period of time at this gate of awakening. Woohoo! Yay for us. Now, today with the moon in Libra, it is in the void from 1.31 p.m. West Coast time until 4.22 p.m. West Coast time. So for us, kind of middle to the end of the, of the work day for all of you on the East Coast or beyond, it is later in your day, likely not going to be too effective um, in your life. But for those of us on the West Coast, we might be aware that the afternoon energy sort of wane, lull, wandering, not being able to complete things or to start things that we may want to start at that point in time. And then the moon will break the void at 4.22 p.m. West Coast time by moving into the sign of Scorpio. So let's first talk about Libra, uh, as that is where we are, you know, for all intents and purposes through the end of the day. Um, relationships, both business and pleasure and personal relationships are one-on-one -on -one relationships, are partnerships, right? That's what um, Libra represents. And I always call Libra, especially when the moon is moving through there or like later this week when Mars begins to move through Libra, we have a, an opportunity uh, presented to us along the lines of the three C's three C's, collaboration, cooperation, and co-creation, where we can become a team, a network, a group, a community, and get things done, right? And that collaboration, cooperation, and co-creation is in the positive versus the codependence that can happen when we get into uh, a negative relationship with people, also ruled by Libra. So Libra, very important here as we go into this week. Libra, of course, as we already talked about, rec uh, rules balance and harmony. And that might mean things like negotiations, right? If you are negotiating with someone in a court case, let's say, because also the courts, the legal issues are a part of Libra. She is the scale of, of justice as well, right? Blind, if you see the 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 goddess of justice, she's blind and she's holding the scales and uh, that kind of suggests that justice is blind, should be blind, and it, that a fair uh, and equal representation by the law, through the law, should be able to be achieved. Of course, that doesn't happen in the real world, doesn't happen all the time. But at this point in time, uh, that is one of the things that we might be dealing with is uh, the agreements that we've made. Now, all of you, are going to experience this Libra energy for a while because, as I said, later this week, Mars rules, or I mean, Mars moves into Libra, the sign opposite of the sign he rules. So he's going to be in detriment. Gives us a great opportunity, I think, especially with Venus still retrograde, to renegotiate our agreements, our contracts um, of all kinds, not just the ones that are in writing, but the ones that we might think of as oral agreements, right? Um, and sometimes those 
oral agreements aren't really uh, set in stone. They're just kind of, um, you know, assumed agreements, right? So take a look at everything that you have agreed to, uh, everything that you've put your name at the bottom of, and see if there's an opportunity to rework those agreements. That's very Libran. How can we bring them back into balance, right? Because a lot of times those agreements end up in a compromising us, not being a compromise in the positive sense, but compromising us. So this is your opportunity. Bring those things back into focus. Spiritual contracts too, Asa, absolutely. All kinds of contracts, agreements. And, you know, some of those unspoken agreements, like, you know, we, we get married and we have vows we take. Those are agreements. But there's also then the unspoken part of those agreements. Like, you know, we get married and your spouse just this thinks that because you're the woman, you're going to cook all the meals, right? That's an unspoken agreement. <laughs> and it's one that you might take on because you want to please that person or you want to make that person happy. But then later you're like, well, I'm being taken for granted here, right? I'm the one. I still work a full-time job. Why am I the one that always has to come home and get the food going? So reworking those kinds of agreements too. Again, an unspoken agreement, but you're holding it up nonetheless. And all you have to do is rewrite it, respeak it, renegotiate it. That's the time we are in for these next couple or for the rest of today, at least. And equality, also another part of this. Now, remember too that Libra rules creativity and artistry and beauty, aesthetically pleasingness in art, in furniture arrangement, even in the way things are brought together, um, in the aesthetics of things, right? There's a certain elegance that Libran energy can bring to uh, any kind of, of uh, artistic endeavor. And that's also heightened during the moon's transit here. And we'll have to watch out for a few things. One of the biggest things we have to watch out for, and we already spoke to this on Friday because of where the sun is in your human design at gate 29. And that is about saying yes to the wrong things or only saying yes because you think you're making someone else happy or because you think that's what someone else wants from you. Being a yes man, yes woman, not copacetic here, right? This is not the time for that. And so you want to make sure you're saying yes to the correct things, the correct things for you, right? That are personally for you to say yes to. Indecision is also another part of the shadow energy in Libra. And that's primarily because of the nature of the balancing, we can see all the different sides and all the different facets and what's the high, what's the low, what's in between. And then that can create, okay, oh. I don't know which way to go. I don't know which one to pick. So watch out for indecision. If you are indecisive, it might just mean it's not the right time yet to make the decision. But I would always say in your human design, go to your strategy for your type and your authority, right? That's going to save you. And losing yourself in relationships, again, a very big part of the Libran experience. Now, as we get to the end of the day, we're actually moving the moon off into Scorpio, a completely different sign, right? A sign that has much more passion and depth to it, a sign that we think of is, that's always involved in power struggles, power struggles. Scorpio is ruled in the zodiac by both Pluto and Mars. So you get the, the transformation and transformative power of Pluto in there with the aggressive assertion, action orientation of Mars energy. So we have both. And the potential here is for, okay, go away. There's this little gnat just bugging the heck out of me right now. Um, the power struggles and that that happened between us in relationships, that the dynamic that happens between us and institutions all kinds of power struggles, the inner power struggle that you might be also facing. Um, and that power struggle might be about your personal ambition versus what uh, circumstances are in your life right now compelling you to do something different. Uh, so boom, boom, right? We might be, again, waffling a little bit. And above all, in Scorpio, the moon really reminds us of the emotional depth that we have that is about self-mastery right? Mastering our emotions, mastering our actions, doing what's correct for us, not necessarily, you know, um, 
taking things away from others or <laughs> I'm going to end up inhaling this little gnat. Uh, or, t you know, taking uh, things away or, you know, compelling people to do what we want them to do. So we have to watch out for um, issues around power. But also emotional strength is here in Scorpio. Perseverance, tenacity, determination. There's a very powerful ability to stay on course in Scorpio. It's, an, it's a fixed water sign. So it has memory. It has depth. It has staying power and it is difficult, more difficult for this sign perhaps to change, but change it must. Changing in a way of transforming, not just changing as in I've changed my mind, I'm going that way, not this way, but changing right from powerlessness to powerful perhaps, from uh, doing what other people want and what they think is right for you to you being and doing things that empower you yourself. Lots of different opportunities for transformation here. This is also a sign that is needing forgiveness, needing to understand forgiveness, to be forgiving, and then transmuting all of the toxic energies, the toxic emotions that might be stored both in the body and the physical, but also in the mental and the emotional and the spiritual um, bodies. So Scorpio takes us on that trip of releasing that baggage and uh, releasing it as in letting it go, not holding on to even one little crumb, just allowing it all to move and be released. This is also a sign of merging. So it rules things like sex. It rules psychic entanglement, entanglement in general, right? Where we are caught up in and entangled with other people on the psychic, emotional, mental, and physical realms. And of course, then we also have things we got to watch out for. First of all, we have to watch out for revenge, right? There's a very revenge or vengefulness that is part of the Scorpio energy. Resentment usually is the cause for that or something that we're holding against another person or against ourselves even that can lead us to blind rages, to paranoia, to unforgiveness, to all of these, these uh, more envy, that type of thing that sort of the darker um, energies that we can hold. And it's not to say that those are energies that aren't authentic or that they're emotions that are not authentic, but imagine the impact that sustained negativity like revenge or resentment or blind rage or, um, you know, envy can have on the human body, right? The human body is mostly made of water. And Water is impacted by, as we can see, whatever emotional energy is going on around us. So that will be, uh, see, we are in Scorpio through Thursday, early, early morning Thursday, the 24th. And then the moon moves into Sagittarius and will also be in Capricorn for the weekend. So the moon's moving a little quicker this week through the signs as we're experiencing Libra, Scorpio, Sag, and then Capricorn. So four different uh, iterations of the moon this week. So take it easy out there. What can we do when the moon is in Scorpio? Let it go. Starts being, uh, what's the girl's name from uh, Frozen? Is it Ella? Oh, I don't, I forgot her name. But anyway, let it go. <laughs> Practice letting it go. Practice forgiveness of yourself and others, right? All right. Uh, all right. Let's go back and say good morning to people and then we'll go on. Good morning, Tom. I'm so glad to see you here this morning. Christine, hello. Pam Zaruba, hello. Leilani, hello. JLo, good morning, Astro Design Tribe, she says. Christine Buckingham, it's good to have you with us. And Pam Zaruba, uh, Amanda J, hello. And KJ Hearts, Kayla, watching for the first time. Welcome to you, Kayla. We're really glad to have you as part of our tribe here. Good morning, Julie. Asa, always so good to have you with us. I miss you, miss you, miss you. Uh, and Asa says, hugging you, sun god, Tom. I love that. Sending you love and prayers. Kajella, good to have you with us this morning. And uh, JLo says, my natal Chiron. I guess maybe that is the reason why I am no longer shocked. You kind of become inured to the impacts of shock, perhaps. And 
you know, maybe that's part of the process, too, is to help us come to equanimity in the face of traumas and dramas that are going on on the planet. Not because we want to become unfeeling, but remember, we are in or approaching that age of Aquarius where we have to become a little more detached in our emotional um, energies. So, mm. Maybe that. Taking back our power, Christine says. I love that too. And Christine, so having my moon in Scorpio means a lunar return. Indeed. Indeed. Um, J-Lo says, interesting, one of the uh, one of Scorpio girls is extremely fixed on forgiving certain people. Now she has fibroids. I tell her she needs to release it. Indeed. Uh, sometimes Some things they do listen and others they do not. Isn't that the way it always is? Uh, Christine says, I walk away. No more entanglement with raging people as a Scorpio moon and Pisces sun. So much more healthy. Thank you, Christine. Her name is Elsa. Of course it is. You know, that's the thing when you have, um, you know, grown up kids and your grandchildren are growing up. You don't watch things like that very often. Uh, Amy D, good morning. It's a good thing to see you. We haven't had you here with us in a while. It's good. I hope all is well in your life. And I think uh, I've come to the end of the people joining us live here, at least, or commenting. Now, let's switch over to some of the more crazy energies that are going on for the week. Crazy, not in a bad way, necessarily. Um, we uh, st Today, the biggest thing is the moon, right? Changing direction uh, or changing uh, wandering and then moving into a new sign. And Tuesday, we have Venus in retrograde in a square to Jupiter. And we also have Mars opposing Neptune. So this is going to be harder for you to pinpoint maybe in your own charts, but I'll help you if you have your charts with you to try to see where these things are going on. So remember, Venus is retrograde right now in Leo. So if you can find Leo in your chart, that's where Venus retrograde is. And uh, Jupiter is in the sign of Taurus. So if you can find uh, Leo and Taurus, that is where the square relationship is taking on shape and form. And remember, a square is just a challenge. It's an aspect that causes us to try to change something or to do something or to fix something we are to find a solution oh my goodness you little gnat what are you trying to tell me um so whatever this whatever it is that we're being challenged by uh the square gives us sort of that push to try to solve the problem or find a solution so venus square jupiter is an aspect of course that we've encountered already once right when venus was moving forward and now Venus is moving backwards. So we'll have a third iteration of this when she moves forward again. So right now as she's moving backwards, we get to reevaluate. We get to, you know, sort of get a sense of, uh, is this the right thing or the wrong thing? And what this aspect can do is show us where we have had a tendency to overindulge. And that might be in in things like food or drink or shopping or romance or exercise or anything that we as humans can take to an nth degree, right? Or overindulge in. The need is to come back into perspective and into a balance, making everything proportional, right? That's the value here. So when Venus first swung across uh, the square, you might have been noticing something maybe in your finances, maybe something in your health, maybe something in your relationships that was out of balance or out of whack. And now as Venus is retrograde moving across this, you have a course correction that can occur. And uh, it's maybe where we've had unrealistic expectations about certain things. Maybe it's about where we've had a lack of discipline in pursuing our goals, or we've been overly disciplined and we haven't left room for some kind of openness to change or to the flexibility or adaptability. Remember, both Taurus and Leo are fixed signs, so we may very well be dealing with inflexibility. Um, we may have problems at this point balancing our professional life versus our personal life. That's certainly been a challenge for me, right, with so many people going in so many different directions here. And Venus squaring Jupiter can also bring opportunities for growth, for expansion, for learning, for adventure, uh, but it requires us to be in moderation, to use our wisdom, 
and to avoid excesses or pitfalls, right? Being wise about what you get involved with, being wise about how you go about doing your life, right? What you, um, what you go all in for, what you say yes to, right? We've seen that all week long, right? Yes, saying yes uh, to too many things through human design, say yes to too many things with the moon and Libra. That theme is probably gonna hang on a little bit still because later in the week, Mars moves into Libra. So it's a Libra energy that can cause us to do this, even if it's also partly Leo energy. All right, so we're dealing with both. All right, now, where we have Mars now is in the later degrees of Virgo, and he is in an opposition as well today, or tomorrow, excuse me, but you're also feeling it today. You might have also been feeling it through the weekend. You know, these don't, they don't just happen on one day. Um, there's, you know, a couple of degrees as they swing toward the exact of the um, transit, then there's the exact, and then there's the waning as it starts to move away from that. It's still a powerful transit though, right? They are all powerful and they may feel like that for several days, not just the day that we're talking about. And Mars opposing Neptune is a very challenging aspect because it can bring on confusion and deception and frustration. And I think a lot of people, including me, are feeling that frustration. It's simmering just beneath the surface, right? And that frustration about, you know, the way the world is going, uh, maybe feeling powerless in the face of all of the things that are happening, um, personal challenges, that type of thing. And as Mars represents our drive and our energy and our dynamic forward momentum, and Neptune represents our dreams, our illusions, spirituality, Mars, fire, Neptune, water, we have the potential for one or the other to put the other one out, or we also have the potential for steam, right? Steam. So when these two planets are in opposition, right, we're being pulled into right, to opposite directions. We may feel torn between pursuing our goals in a very planned action sort of way versus using our intuition, our gut instinct that might be telling us to go in a different direction, right? So we might be pulled in these two different directions. Um, we may also encounter obstacles and delays or misunderstandings. We are in the shadow of Mercury's retrograde, which really Mercury goes retrograde the day after this uh, aspect is exact. And uh, those things can prevent us from really doing what it is that we want to do, achieving what we want to achieve. So we may have to deal with manipulation where people are being dishonest or um, betrayal from others or betraying others betraying us right there those are neptunian mars neptunian types of uh, connections or words to deal with and we can also be experiencing low energy and sort of this lack of motivation self-doubt right that's another biggie deal here self-doubt so the best way to handle a transit like this is to be honest with yourself and with others. If you're feeling like it's not the right time to take that opportunity or to make that change, then be honest with yourself and any other person that might be involved with you in that, right? To be honest, be realistic. It might be harder to be realistic right now. Everything's a little bit, you know, woo-woo-ish at the moment. Be compassionate for yourself and for others right? Try not to let that temper burn or that frustration spill out at others or spend it um, being focused at you, inside of you, right? That can um, take a toll as well, right? Burning from the inside. Um, avoid acting impulsively right now because it's just not clear what we should do. Don't act uh, in a, a defensive way because the other person's going to defend themselves as well. And you know what that can mean, right? Road rage, right? I'm defending, you know, my lane and you got in my lane and, you know, now we're going to be possibly at loggerheads. Um, don't act aggressively, right? Try to just remain calm. Don't get into reactive energies. Be, <sighs> take your breath first, right? 
Uh, avoid escaping into fantasies, addictions, or self-deception as well. Those would be the more negative Neptune types of uh, escape mechanisms. We need to balance our practical action-oriented self with our more spiritual uh, uh, side that needs to listen to our inner guidance or listen to our higher selves. And we should also all be seeking clarity, the truth, and healing in our relationships and in the situations that are that we are all a part of in our lives. So while it can be a little chaotic to have the god of war mixed up with the you know god of earthquakes fire floods <laughs> how, how funny is this um and really taking us more into the spiritual realm that, that neptune takes us into um, we can take care of all of that by bringing them together in a practical yet spiritual orientation being embodied right being in the body not out here somewhere and also not so caught up in the body that we can't embody both. I hope that makes sense for everybody. So that's all tomorrow, right? Tomorrow on the 22nd. But again, as I said, those are already, you know, affecting us. May happen exact tomorrow, but for the last couple of days, that energy has been building. And for the couple of days afterwards, that energy is waning. So if you think about these transits in your uh, chart as kind of being like nesting dolls, where they nest within one another. So the Venus retrograde square Jupiter and Mars opposing Neptune are sort of nested now within what happens on Wednesday, the 23rd, when the sun moves into Virgo and mercury turns retrograde so it's not like we can let go of the other two that happened uh to or happen tomorrow on wednesday we have to kind of keep them they're activated so we have to be watchful for a lot of these things even for a few days more so let's talk about the sun in virgo um virgo is of course a sign of practicality and efficiency and service it talks about our work and health and healing. Um, it is a very practical, down-to-earth kind of energy. And it's an earth sign. And it values order and detail and perfection, right? Those are kind of the buzzwords, if you will, for Virgo energy. And there's also a sort of meticulous nature here and an analytical and hardworking nature that we all begin to embody as the sun moves through this sign. And um, it is uh, an influence that we're all going to feel, no matter what your actual sun sign is. Somewhere in your natal chart, you have Virgo. And by the way, it's right next door to Leo. <laughs> so where if you found Leo, just go a little bit to the right and you will find Virgo in your chart. And you may or may not have planets in Virgo. It doesn't matter if you do or don't because you have Mercury retrograde transiting through Virgo, you'll have the sun in Virgo, and Mars is exiting uh, Virgo. He'll be there for the rest of the week. So Virgo is impacting all of us, even as we speak, right? There is that energy. There's something else. Was there something else going on in Virgo? Uh, yes, Pallas Athena. I knew there was one more. Pallas Athena, the goddess of wisdom and might the warrior goddess that was born from the cleft in her father Jupiter's head, um, springing forth fully wise, owl on her shoulder, her war regalia, perfectly intact, ready to go, right? So she is uh, the goddess of wisdom. So we're gaining Virgoan wisdom as well. Now, during this period of time that the sun is in Virgo, and that's from August 23rd until September 22nd through the 22nd, um, we may feel motivated to become more organized um, and maybe organizing our lives, our cupboards, our, our refrigerator, whatever it is, our lives in some way, our work, our workstations, whatever it is, we may feel more motivated to bring order into our lives, to work on our skills, to work on our habits, our routines, and to take care of our health and our wellness, right? This is a really great time of the year to take a look at your health and decide, am I in a good place? Am I not? What can I change? What can I add to? What do I not need so much of anymore? Um, we can also become more critical and discerning at this point in time. It's an analytical sign. It's ruled by Mercury. 
Mercury moving into retrograde. <laughs> so we have opportunity to reevaluate, to reestablish healthy routines, to go back to a state that we were in that might have been better than the one that we're in at this moment. And we may also um, find ourselves being more selective about what we do, about who we do things with, about what we put in our bodies or ingest. Um, paying attention to the small things makes a big difference now because Virgo rules the details. We have the saying, the devil's in the details. But we don't want to get so focused on the details that we miss the bigger picture. So we need both the details and the bigger picture. So the sun in Virgo is an invitation for all of us to become more productive, to be more efficient, if you will, um, to also appreciate beauty and the joy of simplicity that earth signs, Taurus, Virgo, and Capricorn bring on the need for simplifying, being more simple in our um, in, in how we go through our lives, right? The simplest way is usually the best. All right, now Mercury retrograde also in Virgo, right? Virgo, uh, let's see, Mercury's retrograde from August 30th to September 22nd. Uh, so just about three weeks. No, not August 30th. August 23rd, excuse me, to uh, about, let's see, I actually put the dates here. Uh, retrograde from August 23rd to September 15th. My apologies. And being retrograde from 21.51 degrees, just say 22 degrees, back to 8 degrees of Virgo. And so that's funny because that's exactly where my moon is. So Mercury on my moon. And now what we have is this opportunity to reevaluate, right? Mercury is the mind, communication, transportation. So it's logic, right? That type of thing. And when it is retrograde, sometimes there are the misunderstandings, the miscommunications, delays, errors. Uh, in various areas of life, but now it would be in the Virgo part of your life. Whatever house Virgo is in, you're having both the sun in that part of your chart plus Mercury in retrograde. So they especially would be related to work, service, health, but also to the area of concern of the house it's in in your in your chart so for example virgo in uh the chart of the day is in the first house so it would be issues around the self how your viewpoint how you are and who you're being and is it being true uh, are you being true to yourself and authentic um, in my own chart, it's in the third house. So we go to siblings, we go to the mind and communication and uh, all of that part of life. Let's say you have it in the 10th. It's going to be about career and how you put forth your authority into the world, what you do and how you're recognized for what you do. And, you know, Mercury in retrograde, there may be some drawing back to reevaluate. There could be opportunities to revise something, to refine uh, your plans or your projects and your habits and your life in general um, as an, an opportunity at this point to, to pay more attention to the details, right? The details. So um, that will be affecting us at least through September 22nd. But then remember, we have the retro shade, the time period after the retrograde is through, that takes us into October. So we are, we'll have a little more time afterwards to complete the process of reevaluation, review and revision in our lives uh, to be able to uh, complete the whole of that Mercury cycle. All right post-phase till October, indeed, Pauline. Uh, we also have a Venus retrograde phase change today. Remember that from talking with Pia and Colin on Friday. Uh, today is 12 seeing in the Pleiadian Earth calendar, and we find ourselves at emergence in the uh, Venus phase that we're going through. Now, this phase only lasts until September 3rd, but it's a little bit longer than all of the ones that we've had in the previous week. So remember, uh, we had birth on the 19th. So that was on Saturday. Yes, yeah, Saturday. And now we, so whatever we've birthed now emerges, right? Now we are building the foundation for it to 
uh, survive or to grow or to evolve, right? So e this is an important part of the, the Venus cycle. And again, all of this happening in Leo, right? This is a Leo energy. And on September 3rd, we still in the uh, Mercury uh, retrograde time, uh, we'll be moving into fullness where Venus in Leo comes into her fullness. And we start to be able to see her uh, in the morning sky. She starts to emerge away from the glare of the sun. So if you're up early in the morning and you can look to the east, that bright shining planet is the planet Venus. Okay. Interesting, too, because I was listening to a news program the other day. I'm not even sure why I was listening to it. It might have been on the Weather Channel. I don't remember where it was. But they were talking about um, the possibility that life actually exists on Venus. In the um, in, shrouded in the in the clouds, the vapors, the hot uh, uh, methane and uh, carbon dioxide laden vapor around the planet. And they, they're, they're not dumb in all of this because literally we have places on this planet that are totally inconducive to life, we think, right? Like around volcanic vents in the deepest parts of the ocean where we've discovered bacteria and life forms that survive in that sulfuric, methane, carbon dioxide, heat right? Heat, that's the other thing about Venus, is that she is much hotter than Earth. She has a runaway greenhouse effect. And yet there is life there. So fascinating to me that uh, that is, you know, one of the missions on, ongoing at Venus is about finding the possibility of life in those strange worlds, in those strange uh, habitats. All right. Questions. Pauline says, uh, feels like Phoenix rising, rising from the ash or butterfly coming out of a cocoon. There's some, some of that. Yes. Uh, J-Lo, Leo in the third, Virgo in the fourth for whole sign. So you've got both the mind and communication as well as home and family and your foundation that uh, are, you know, asking for that more detail oriented uh, look through. And um, I'm looking to see if there are other questions here. Okay. Um, I think that's it. Okay. So if you guys have questions, so you can certainly bring them up. Now I want to take a little peek at our human. Oh, no, I don't want to go there yet. Excuse me. Let's go to Thursday, the 24th. <laughs> I don't know why I was jumping so far ahead. Uh, maybe because I wanted to skip this day. Uh, on the 24th, we have Mars in a trine to Pluto. We also have the moon coming into the first square with the sun, bringing up the crisis of action. So it is also a very um, busy sort of day, a very important day for us. And Mars in a trine to Pluto, Mars and Pluto, again, both co-rulers of the sign Scorpio, the moon will be in Scorpio that day. So this is a very empowering day, empowering day that can bring positive transformation to us, um, or empowered, uh, you know, empowering us somewhere in our lives, wherever maybe you have Scorpio, um, but also where Mars will be at that point in time is at the very end of uh, Virgo, while Pluto is at the very end of Capricorn. So both Earth signs, right? Earth, again, we're back to making sure you pay attention to the details, but don't lose sight of the bigger picture as well. It is a day where we may feel in a positive way, more confident and courageous, maybe passionate about pursuing our dreams and our vision for ourselves or our projects, our goals, um, we may also have, and this is the important thing to think about, we might have more influence or impact on others. And uh, that's a big deal, right? Because it means that the things that you say or the things that you do are likely having more far-reaching consequences than what might 
at first blush seem to be. So if you are interacting with someone in a very frustrating, uh, angry or upset way, you really don't know what the down the road ramifications might be about that. So it's really best to be a positive influence. And even if there's frustration or anger, making sure you don't get caught up in reactive type of energies, respond, right? And response happens with a breath or with a pause. And then a choice. How do I want to show up in this moment? All right. But it's also a day where we can overcome obstacles and our challenges in a more easy way. It kind of imbues us with this tenacity or persevering energy where we're really determined to get through whatever it is that we need to get through. But it is also, again, this is like scorpionic energy. So it is also impactful on our intimate relationships, our creative and artistic expression, our passions, how we express our passions in the world. And we may feel a surge of energy that day or the couple of days, you know, again, these are nested within the other ones that are also happening this week. And we may feel that surge of exuberance or motivation that can really be the difference between uh, getting to the ambition or getting um, being able to manifest what it is that you want in your ambition or your dream uh, and being able to make that lasting impression on the world or at least in in this in the circles that you move in and not being able to do that right so we have this really good energy kind of propelling us um, forward and then as well, when we get to the moon square, the sun, so the moon, um, the sun at that point is going to be in Virgo and the moon is on, let's see, on the 24th, the moon is actually going to be uh, in transit to Sagittarius. So it'll be a, a moon that brings a crisis of action that's split between following our truth and our freedom and kind of aiming for the heart of, of what we want uh, versus the sun in Virgo that is calling for prudence, practicality, realism, and taking one logical step at a time. And at the same time, Mercury's in retrograde. So when the moon and the sun square, and this is happening after the new moon, so this one is the crisis of action, we're sort of presented with an obstacle in our path, um, a challenge has arisen. Uh, in getting to what it is we intended on manifesting during this moon cycle. So the key here is to not let the obstacle take you out, right? Don't let it be, oh, well, now it must mean that I need to stop what I was doing and go the other direction, right? It's a time to go with the flow, or as I like to say, flow with the go. Whatever direction the things are going in, that's where you go as well. That also means that if the energy seems to be pausing, or stopping for a moment, you also pause or stop. The thing about it is humans, we can overwrite that, right? We can overwrite that and overrule that and keep going despite the fact that all signs point to slow down, right? Stop, yield, right? We can, we can just push ourselves instead of following the flow. So that crisis moment, uh, between the new moon in Leo and the uh, current moon at that time have, will be in Scorpio. Sorry, it's not quite transited over yet, um, is the time for us to look at those obstacles as opportunities, right? Opportunities. All right, then on the 27th, which will be Sunday, Sunday we move the... Um, we move the planet Mars into Libra. And Mars in Libra is in his detriment. So remember when we were talking about detriment, fall, uh, rulership, and exaltation, right? It is all about the planet's affinity for the sign that it's in. So because Mars rules Aries, the opposite sign of Libra, he is in his fall in Libra. And that means that, or his detriment, excuse me, in Libra, which means the, the planet of action and passion and forward momentum is going to be changing the way that we deal with Libran issues of balance and relationships and justice, harmony, all of that kind of stuff gets changed up here. And Libra is a sign 
of course, that values balance and diplomacy and tact and, and being in cooperation, collaboration, teamwork, while Mars is a sign that thrives on conflict and competition and assertiveness. So how can these two energies work together, you might ask? Well, there are keys that can help us make them work better together. And one of the ways is that inwardly, we may feel more motivated to um, pursue our goals, right? But we need to be able to do that in a way that values um, others that will be impacted by what it is we're trying to create. Uh, which brings up the need for cooperation, collaboration, teamwork, and co-creation, all of that, and avoiding arguments or aggressiveness in the path that we're taking to get to our vision. So we may also have to seek out partnerships or ways in which we can collaborate. It might not be obvious to us at first that a partnership or collaboration is required in order to get to where we want to go. And we could also say that we might achieve our objectives a whole lot faster when we are working together versus working separately or apart or working at cross purposes to one another. So find ways to seek harmony, to seek that collaboration and teamwork, right? More, two or more can get things done in a way that one person cannot, right? So finding ways in which we can do that. Now, we may also experience a lot of tension and frustration because Mars's forward motion, his wanting dynamic action is being greeted by Libra vacillation and indecision, right? The need to strike a balance in how the energies are being um, expressed. So we may, <laughs> we may need to breathe. We might need to take some deep breaths. We might need to um, stand up for ourselves or stand up for others in a way when we're seeing maybe other people's frustrations spilling out of them and impacting others. Um, we may struggle the, to find that middle road, that way that you know is not compromising but is a compromise, right? The difference is the negative um, giving up everything uh, for another person versus let's see how we can work together to fulfill both of our goals in some way, shape, or form. Um, so we don't want to compromise our peace or our harmony or our relationships or our balance, but we might need to find new ways to work together. Or if you're a lone wolf, typically, you might find that you need somebody else to help you get to where you want to go. But we might also have more opportunities to express our creativity, to express uh, ourselves in groups in a more charismatic, charming, um, loving sort of way. We may attract more attention and admiration from people at that point in time, uh, especially if we are being very diplomatic or we are able to balance and harmonize our energies with others uh, during this period. Um, this can also trigger more passion and romance in our relationships, but we also have to balance our own needs against the needs of our partners, right? We can't keep giving away the farm balance, right? We can't keep taking and we can't keep giving over much. We have to balance the giving and the receiving, giving and receiving. All right, now I'm done. All right, questions, people. Uh, Tom says, stop, yield, and merge, soft shoulder. <laughs> yes, that's good for the week. Um, J-Lo says, what gate is this all happening? Uh, okay, sweetie, I got to ask, the what What are you talking about? Which one? Because things, different gates are in, implying here, uh, or applying, not implying, applying. So tell me which of the... Um, um, transits or and so mars moving into libra let's see mars on we'll start there mars on uh the 27th will be at the gate 46 so that's about love of the physical world being in the body uh, for the mercury retrograde mercury goes retrograde on the 23rd at gate 47 yes 47 the gate of revelation or epiphany right, the gate that maybe clears up some confusion or creates some confusion, depending on how your chart is. It does give the sense of wanting to wait for some form of clarity, 
before acting. It slows mercury down uh, more so than the retrograde, I think, <laughs> in, in the need for us to be able to come to some kind of clarity before we take action. Uh, hello, Irene. And uh, hopefully that's helpful. Now, Mercury is at 47 all the way until September 2nd. Then he's backwards into the gate 64. So remember, I think we talked a little bit about this, J-Lo, maybe last Monday. I don't remember now. But the 64 and the 47 are across from one another. 64 at the top left corner of the head, 47 at the top left corner of the Ajna. And that whole channel... Um, is like, first of all, 64 brings confusion and it needs the 47's epiphanies to help confusion get cl to clarity, right? So we've already had Mercury at gate 64 confusion. Now maybe he's bringing us some clarity, but it's maybe not the right kind of clarity yet, or it's not the right time to take action yet because he's in retrograde. So again, we may have some more sense of confusion before we actually get back to clarity. So we're going maybe waffling a little bit between clarity and confusion uh, over these next couple of weeks. So just be careful, right? When you take action, like I was telling somebody the other day, she's in the middle of a move. She's moving away from where she lives and uh, moving at a time, get, taking a new job, renting a new house, moving all during a Venus retrograde and in the shadow of a Mercury retrograde. But, and she was, you know, she reached out and she was asking me, is this even, you know, a wise time to do this? And of course, everything within me wants to say, make sure before you do anything that it is right for you. Look at all the contracts, sign, all, if you, before you sign anything, you're gonna look at everything. It's not that Venus and Mercury in retrograde are telling us don't act, but act with clarity. And if there's any kind of confusion, then you need to wait to make the decision or to make the move or to take that job. But she had no confusion. She had no um, place that inside of her that was, you know, uh, afraid of making the move. So there we go, right? Make the move. Take and listen to your higher self and do what's right for you. So J-Lo, wow, makes sense for my two girls. One has 64 and the other has 47. As their pearl, they often have this flow so many times. That's probably a good thing because they're in each other's lives for those purposes. All right. Oh, my gosh. It's already nine o'clock. Um, I'm going to pull this a card. And oh, first one that popped up, Galactic Heritage. Let's do it, shall we? Ah! Okay. Let's see what wisdom we get from our cosmic bros and sisters. Oh, we get initiation and ceremony. Vega of the future. Oh, I'm really interested to see 74 is an 11. So the light, right? Illumination, uh, initiation and ceremony and Vega of the future. So card 74. All right. Remember, these are a little longer, so hang with me for a bit. Early on in Vegan mysticism, initiation and ceremony played an important role in marking milestones in life or spiritual development. On Earth today, we've often lost touch with the meanings of our ceremonies, and so they feel empty when we do them. But honoring important experiences in life is crucial to feeling connected to the universe instead of just like pawns in a bigger picture. This card asks you to tap into this ancient memory and begin experiencing life's milestones, big or small, by celebrating them through a ceremony that expresses the sacredness of your lifetime here on Earth. Language is linear, so the concepts of linear communication limit the true scope of universal expression. Ceremony, ritual, and initiatory uh, practices access universal archetypes and are truer forms of communication that go beyond linear language. When physical beings perform ceremonies authentically, not by habit, it is possible to access deep universal truths and accelerate evolution and spiritual transformation. This card refers to an enlightened time of Vega when they were rooted fully in aware, in aware consciousness. Their whole lives were lived as a ceremony, a sacred expression of existence itself. In today's world, humans perform many tasks mindlessly every day and don't feel present uh, for their own lives. And let me just say here, 
this is an interesting card to come up as we are on the cusp of moving into Virgo, where things can become very routine and hab habitual, and we don't question why it is that we do what we do when we do it, right? So this is an interesting card to bring up. Ancient practices on Earth and Vega helped keep the mind focused on the present moment. When this is done, even the most mundane of tasks can become an expression of sacred universal consciousness. If you pulled this card, its meaning depends on the surrounding cards and your life circumstances. It may mean that you need to implement this awareness in the now consciousness because you have gotten too distracted and are sleepwalking through life. Or the card may be acknowledging your already strong devotion to sacredness. The card may also be reminding you of a past vegan life in which you mastered this ability. As you truthfully look at your life and where it is out of balance, you can shift nearly any challenge by allowing sacredness into every act. Slow down, breathe, focus on the moment instead of worrying about the future. With retraining, this simple ability can profoundly change your life. Initiation and ceremony, Vega of the future. All right, there we go. See you all on Friday. Thanks for joining me. Bye for now.